on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast. The boys are off to driving greens and slamming Jim Beam. Stay tuned. Season 4, episode 57 of the Bolts broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Croshaw with you today. Chase, how are you on this lovely Monday night? You're telling me that's the intro you went with after a heartbreaking loss? Well, you know, some of us like to stay positive and keep moving forward. And like like Giannis Antetokounmpo, excuse my butchering of his last name, like he says... It is not a failed season. It is building towards success. No, it's a fail. We've already won two Stanley Cups. We were in the Cup Final last year. We, it's a fuck. It's a fail. We we we, we suck. No, we're building still. I, I I don't think we're building anymore. We need win. I agree. We we need win. We no win come. Yeah, and Chase be sad. Okay. Maybe maybe even depressed is the term. Oh. All right. Well, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not vibing after that one. It's, it's tough. I don't, I don't even know who I want to win anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, it, it's definitely hard to pick, especially because uh, the team that you and I both chose to actually win the Stanley cup uh, eliminated. So wait till we get into that in the second half. Yeah, that's going to be something. Um, <laughs> but you want a, a little bit of good news? I would love well, some good news, well, please. I don't know what's good news, but it's something okay, that well. I, it's something that I tried today. I'm trying to have a very clean May. So I like I'm not gonna be drinking. Um I'm gonna try to much. Okay, I said I will have two margaritas <laughs> on Cinco de Mayo, that's it. No more drinking the rest of the month. But you're not you're you're not you're not only stopping at two margaritas on Cinco. You're 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 a sucker for margaritas. You're gonna you're gonna go for it. No, I'm not going all in. I'm not going all in. It's a in. Friday. I know. I'm you not mean? I'm not going all in. I got I gotta stay strong. Uh um, I don't believe you. But but I, I also have faith in you. I am trying to have a very clean month, do some exercise, just go for a full month because so many times for me and I'm sure many others, you go hard for two, three weeks, then you fall off the wagon because you don't see anything. You don't see any results. So I'm gonna do it for a full month, staying consistent. Um, and so one day down, Hey baby, one day at a time. Um, Hey, perfect. But I tried those Yasso bars. I don't know if you've seen those. I have. How are they? Uh, a little weird from the start because when you actually look at the ice cream, it looks like it's just ice, but they're pretty good. Well, it's like frozen yogurt, isn't it? Uh, kind of, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the, mint chocolate chip ice cream sandwiches are, but they're only 120 calories per sandwich. So I, I, I was living it up after dinner for sure. So like the ones that are on sticks, if I'm not mistaken, I was looking into them. I'm pretty sure that's like a, it's like a Greek uh, yogurt, like mint chocolate chips. The one I look at too, cause those sound fantastic. I, I do got to get some of those myself cause they do look really good. Um, but no, wishing you best of luck in that endeavor. It's, it's definitely tough. Um, you know, especially, for you not being able to have multiple margs on Cinco de Mayo, which is a Friday, um, mm-hmm. I wish you best of luck in that battle. But um, you know, and speaking of this, 
you know, this topic of, you know, looking out for ourselves, you know, maybe having a couple, couple better months, seeing what we can do for, for the old LB shedding, um, despite Tampa losing, despite the NFL draft, um, you know, in, indulging in the good and then indulging in the bad, still somehow lost three and a half pounds last week. Big dubs. And that's good because the week before when you were down here wasn't so great. No, I I added two thanks to Waffle House and Waffle House only. Yeah, I mean, when you binge drink and then hit Waffle House at 3 in the morning, it doesn't do good things. So that's one thing I'm trying to stay away from. And you talked about Cinco de Mayo. I think Dylan and Dave are throwing a kegger at Dave's house. So how do I stay away from the drinks? I go solo to the Guardians of the Galaxy movie that drops the same night. Bam, there we go. There you go. Is, is uh, the theater down there, does it have alcohol? Mm, uh, not the ones by me. There is an Imagine like 35 minutes away, but not the ones by me. Well, if you make the drive to Imagine, you can have a couple margaritas while you watch the movie. Perfect. <laughs> that would be nice. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's kind of get into things here with Tampa. Uh, obviously, not the best result. We were not looking towards a round one exit, especially to the Toronto Maple Leafs, who uh, have a history of round one performances, and this is the first one that didn't go that same way. Uh, The team overall, it was tough because I I felt like the defense underperformed in front of the net, in front of Vassy. Obviously, we know Vasilevsky, he underperformed quite a bit. A 3-5-6 goals against an 8-7-5 save during the playoffs. So just, it didn't seem to go our way. I don't necessarily think Toronto was just the much better team. I think it's more on the fact that Tampa themselves kind of shooting themselves in the foot, weren't playing up to their potential that we know they have. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot of the case and keep in mind over the last, especially three years, you know, they, they've played a lot of hockey. There's not been a lot of rest for Tampa. You know, two cup wins, another cup final appearance. Like, you've just been kind of been kind of going at it for quite some time, man. You know, it's not easy on the body, especially for all the guys that have been there for, you know, that, that whole stretch. Like the big people on our team, you know, the Stamkos, the Kucherovs, the Vasilevskis, the Hedmans, the Sergachevs, the Points. You know, like those guys, they've, you know, they, they've been here through it all. And it's just a lot of hockey to play. There's been injuries, bumps and bruises along the way. So, you could kind of see that fatigue, especially in game six. It just, something was missing. No matter how close they kept it, it didn't feel like the game was going to go their way. Sure enough, it didn't. And it's, you know, it, it just, it sucks. That's the reality. You can't win, you know, 10 Stanley Cups in a row anymore because there's too much parity in the league and it's too much hockey being played, too much of a commitment where, you know, guys just, they just can't keep up. So Toronto, you know, they've, they've had a nice few years off because they they play seven games. And as you said that we're doing, they go and hit the golf course for a little while. So they, they, they were finally rested. They happened to catch us at the right time for them, the wrong time for us. And we're able to squeak out, uh, you know, a couple wins there. Yeah. And we'll go over a full season in review on our next episode. Look at the regular season. Look at the playoffs to a deep dive. What do we expect to happen this off season? What players could we see return? What players could we see leave as well as what are the prospects for next year and I think one thing that'll be good for this Tampa team you mentioned it a lot of hockey has been played getting this rest will do them well next season now unfortunately that comes with some heartache and some pain this season but who knows if we get the right kind of 
Um, I don't know, shooting star next season. We get a bill of health. We know these guys are a little bit more rested. Maybe we can go for another, make it three and five. That'd be something really special. So uh, we'll have to see there, but um, we will do the full season in review next episode. Yeah, and you know, mentioning that whole three and five thing, that's what's considered a dynasty in modern day sports, three championships of five seasons. So let's go make ourselves that dynasty, kind of regroup a little bit, head up free agency, because you know, there's gonna be some bodies that we lose, and we'll you know, we'll talk about that a little more as we kind of get closer to that point. And you know, we'll see we'll see how, how this draft goes. The uh, a lack of picks. I got a feeling there might be a trade or two coming. Um, you know, by that time, maybe nothing major, but I feel like that just feels to me like there's something coming. Um, you know, might maybe we'll see trading back into the draft. Maybe we'll see a couple, you know, roster type guys just out, a couple different roster guys in. But I think we're gonna see, you know, a a relatively different different roster than this last season. You know, probably about eighty percent of the same guys, twenty percent new. That's just that's just what feels like it's gonna happen to me. Yeah, and hey, maybe we see a trade up for Connor Bedard or something. It, technically it's possible <laughs> all right well that's gonna do it for the first half of the show on the other half we are going to be reviewing the other series talk about two monumental favorites falling to some big underdogs talk about the ottawa senators and their sale as well as a quick world juniors 18 and under recap we'll be right back light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with the DraftKings sportsbook Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. If you head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, head over to the NHL and Team Futures, there's some pretty good odds going on. With three of the biggest favorites in this year's NHL Stanley Cup playoffs being eliminated early on, we now see the Maple Leafs sitting atop the NHL championship odds. You look at the Oilers next, the Dallas Stars, and Vegas. Those round out your top four. While you have the underdog Seattle Kraken sitting at plus 2,000. Some pretty good odds out there. Make sure to head over, check it out, and place whoever you think is going to win the Stanley Cup. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let's face it, with coffee starting at $5, yes, even without any customizations, and our bank account somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate or dupe is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on, Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want when you want without breaking the bank. With my student loans catching up to me, I head to Raycon.com. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those more big name tech brands out there. Raycon knows in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options. Right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. 
They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product production insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and a flat fee international shipping. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews. My three favorite components of the Raycon earbud, the earbud's tap functions, noise isolation, and awareness mode. When I'm in the gym and my partner won't shut up, I just pop those bad boys into noise isolation and go to work. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Shout out to our friends over at Raycon and DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Chase, any sports bets happening with you? I know after the first round of the NHL playoffs and Stetson Bennett somehow going in the fourth round. Tell me how that happens. Uh, All my money is gone once again. Yeah, I've got like nine bucks in there right now. Draft. I I won one very small bet. The other nine I played just absolute nightmare. So I'm going to see what I can do with those few bucks I have left. See what I can do going to the second round of playoffs. We'll see. But I want to make a point about that. About that ad read. Mm -hmm. Good thing I don't I don't like coffee because. Five bucks for a coffee cup, a cup of coffee. Holy hell, what a waste! I can drive to McDonald's, get a large diet coke, which is much more liquid for a dollar twenty nine. Why? Why the hell would people drink coffee? Yeah, I don't really know. I don't drink coffee either. However, my partner in crime down in uh, or at work, I should say, uh, he gets coffee every day, and he always tells me it's so much money. So why do you keep getting it? There's a Red Bull in the fridge right there. That is a dollar. If you need caffeine, like, just go get that Red Bull. For real, like, like I, I just don't get it. It doesn't smell good. It doesn't taste good. It's a, it's a hot drink in the morning. Yeah, it's, it's June. I wake up. It's seventy-five degrees outside. You know, what sounds awesome. A scorching cup of coffee. No, it does not sound awesome. Like I, I'm officially starting a club for just coffee haters. So if you guys want to join, just reach out and I'll make you a member. You know, I gotta disagree with you on one thing. I do think coffee smells good, but it tastes like crap. Uh, also, uh, I think it is kind of cool to say, you want a warm cup of Joe? You want, you want a warm cup of Joe, Chase? <laughs> no, I'd rather have a cold cup of Coke. Oh, okay. Uh, also, I don't feel like any of the listeners are going are gonna to join you in this club. I feel like a majority of people love coffee, and they hate you because you hate coffee. Maybe, you know... It kind of reminds me of the old XFL player he wore, um, you know, on the back of his jersey. He hate me. Maybe I should start wearing that jersey around because, you know, you guys can hate on me for hating coffee, but you know, you guys, you guys know I'm right. It's like, you know, it, it, it's just like something people do to try to fit into society. It's like, oh my god, everyone drinks coffee. I'm gonna drink coffee. Uh, oh, this is painful swallowing down, but it's it's so good. No, it's not. You know, it's not. Uh, so 74% of Americans drink coffee every day, according to yeah, yeah, news, yeah, direct. Ask all of them? according to newsdirect.com. Yeah. They asked every single American cause they didn't ask me. Maybe they did. I don't know. Oh, no, I know they didn't. Maybe you were but sleeping. Maybe, maybe you're sleeping. Yeah. Oh, they just marked me as a yes. Well, when they know you're sleeping in that late, they know you haven't been drinking coffee. Yeah. That, maybe that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, let's talk about the rest of the NHL playoffs. We've got one game going on tonight between New Jersey and New York. And, man, what a series that's become. After 
a 2-0 stomping to start the series. The Devils stormed back, take a 3-2 lead. The Rangers tied up going into a Game 7 tonight. You love to see that. But when you look at the rest of the East, you've got the Carolina Hurricanes over the Islanders in 6. Not a huge surprise there. But you have the Florida Panthers over the Boston Bruins in a Game 7. Boston was up 3-1 to one in that series, and they just could not muster out a win in those last three games. You know, this makes me feel better about Tampa losing this playoff series. Makes me feel better about 2019 because, yeah, we had a great season 2019. We did not just, we, we should have not have lost the series. Hell, should have got swept. Like, obviously. But the Bruins have a 65 win season. They have the Vezda Trophy winner and then a backup who would have been almost like every other team starting goalie based on the way he played, the way he played this year. And, they, they just flocked. They went out and added too much. They added too much. They never got cold during the season. So it, it was bound to fail at some point. And like, no team has gone on and had success adding that many players. And it seemed like it was going to be different this year because they were a 65 win team. They still played well after the deadline. Sure, they dropped a few more, but like, they still played really, really well. It was like, all right, I don't see how anybody beats them. But I, I shouldn't, shouldn't have thought the way. I should have looked historically. Every team that has those types of seasons, they always lose. Um, the last three teams to set regular season records or tie them for wins have lost in the first round. It's a little fun fact for you. And, you know, I should have trusted my gut more because Allmark has a tough postseason. Jeremy Swayman is like, hey, you haven't played a game in 18 days. How about you play the most crucial one of the season? The guy just throwing a terrible situation and it, it, it didn't work out for him. It, it's, it's bad. It's embarrassing. That's why I don't go change you know 30 percent of your roster at the deadline you add a piece maybe two, to kind of help you know make your push look at what we did barkley goodrow nick paul you know those, those types of players that come in and, and make you know nice impacts that that's what you add you don't add bertuzzi and orlov and freaking i can't remember who else you know they, they added like nine bodies like darn it have like you you don't add, you don't add all these guys and, and have success like it's such a change and it's just monumental collapse embarrassing it makes me feel so much better about myself yeah and i mean when you look at olmark you said it didn't go his way i mean it was it was quite the drop from an eight or a 938 yeah. save percentage to down in the 800s i think he i don't know where he finished at but i know heading into game seven he was at an 898 um well he didn't play game seven actually so he finished at yep. an 898 uh like that is an incredible drop off. So that obviously a huge reason why the Bruins not really able to keep up there. And oh, can I cut you off real quick? I'm sorry. You sure can. Um, I've so I've got the the game on right now, and um, I saw a little little thing. The Jinx continues the last ten um comp, like uh, what the hell the present trophy winners only like four of them got to the second round. One made it to the finals or conference finals. The rest have all lost the first round with the one that won or made it to the conference finals. Do you know if they won the cup or no, they did not win the cup. Okay. It, I mean, it checks out. It, it always seems that way. Um, and I think the, they were talking about the Bruins of the last two teams that have set records during the regular season. They both got beat in the first round. I think the other was the capitals when Braden Holby, uh, tied the record for, uh, wins by goalie. I think that was the case. But 
So I, I don't I don't know for sure now. I, I don't think so. The, the one that I know of for sure was when the Red Wings had 62 wins back in um, 96 or 95, whatever year it was. And they, they lost first round because they stink? Yep. Nice. All right. Well, let's yeah, look the at the West. Caps were, were very close. I don't think they had the record, though. Sorry, continue. Um, well, they just said it was a regular season record. So not necessarily okay. that it was wins or, or whatever it might have been. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Edmonton, they take out the Canes in six. Not that big of a surprise. Vegas in uh, over Winnipeg in five. Dallas takes it four to two over the Wild. And then the biggest shocker of them all on the West, the Seattle Kraken taking out the reigning Stanley Cup champs in game seven. Other three series went as I thought they would, but the Seattle one, I mean, wow, crazy. I, I, it's pretty cool. I'm happy for them. Um, you know, them and Vegas, both in their first playoff series, ended up getting series wins. Obviously, Vegas was in the first year, and they went on quite the run. Seattle happened in year two, which is still very impressive because historically that just hasn't happened. That's probably the team I'm rooting for at this point. Like, my, my bracket's just a nightmare. My my West still has a chance to get there as I chose Edmonton, but you know, I've got so much wrong in the East. So uh, I'm probably just rooting for Seattle to maybe go 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 win the whole shebang at this point. Uh, you know, they, they looked good. They they battled. Uh, Grubauer played very strong in net. Our boy Eli Tolvanen is looking good. Oliver Gortrand came up when it mattered after kind of struggling the whole series. And they, they stepped up. They did they did their job. And then Colorado just didn't go their way. Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon, um, you know, they're obviously health players, like very good players, but just didn't have the success they needed. Mika Rantanen didn't have the success he needed. Um, you know, not having Landis Cog, you know, either like all season, really just in general, that's very tough. I get it. But it's still, I, I'm very shocked that it ended up going this way. I'm definitely happy, though. Yeah, when I'm looking at the bracket as a whole, looking on NHL.com at the bracket, for the West, I'm rooting for the top side. Whoever comes out of the top, Seattle, Dallas, whichever team makes it out, that's who I'm uh, rooting for there in the West. And then on the East, it's going to be on the bottom side of the bracket. Carolina, and then either New Jersey or New York. Obviously, I'd prefer New Jersey. But out of those teams, whoever makes it, that's who I'm rooting for as well. And then Stanley Cup, I don't really know. Um, I do kind of have a soft spot for Carolina. I can't lie. But at the same time, seeing Seattle win it would be awesome. So uh, either or, just don't give me Vegas, Edmonton, Florida, or Toronto as your cup winner because that would make me sad. So something I told my brother is if Boston loses in the first round, if Boston won game seven, they were winning the Stanley Cup, they were not losing. But they didn't. So now that they lost... Toronto gets past the first round for the first time since 04. And if I'm not mistaken, they were in the cup final that year. So like, to me, kind of feels like destiny. I think they're either going to get there and maybe, or not either. I think they're going to get there and maybe even win it, which I don't want. I do not want it at all. The Devils are the team, the only team I want out of the East at this point. You know, I used to believe in destiny and then the Bengals lost in the Super Bowl. So no longer believe in that because was there oh, any any bigger, more destined playoff run than the Cincinnati Bengals coming from a four and twelve season to then going eleven and six, beating the Raiders, beating the Titans, beating the Chiefs, and then matching up against the Rams? Like that team was destined to do it. Evan McPherson shooter was about to break the record for playoff. Uh, field goals made and sure enough none of it happens no Super Bowl win so, no McPherson record 
It was heartbreaking. You know, that, that, that is very tough, but I'm going to prove why destiny is a real thing because they were destined to have this conversation literally as you said, like about you know Cincinnati, your Bengals, a commercial came up on the broadcast for visitcincinnati.com, just promoting the city of Cincinnati and a Devils versus Rangers game. I just randomly, it's on ESPN. Uh, that's called coinkydink. No, that was destiny to have the conversation, and now it's destiny for Toronto to go lose to someone on the west side of the bracket. No, no, they're gonna lose to. A... No, actually, I don't want to see Florida go in the next round. They're going to lose to either Carolina or New Jersey. So, bam. Hopefully it's New Jersey. So, bam. All right, Ottawa Senators, uh, give us a little update on their whole sales situation. Yeah, so still Ryan Reynolds, good old Canadian boy, owns, um, I don't even know what the hell that team is over in England, the soccer team. They've, you know, they've got him promoted here after in season two. Just done a hell of a job. He's like, yeah, you know, I want to want to buy the center. So he's still in the mix. I think that was you know pretty public at this point. But randomly, saw it today, yesterday, whatever day it was, I see Snoop Dogg is in the mix to buy the Ottawa Senators now. He's leading a group of investors to buy the Ottawa Senators. Why is Snoop Dogg interested? I don't know. Just because why not? I guess that was maybe the most random thing I've seen in quite some time. But now we have a bit of a bidding war. It, it's going to be Snoop Dogg or it's going to be Ryan Reynolds, maybe. Uh, love Snoop Doggy Dog. I can't lie, but Ryan Reynolds is Canadian, so I kind of wanna wanna lean that way. And plus, could, doesn't could Snoop Dogg do stuff with the LA Kings? Yeah, he's just like he's just like kind of shows his face. I don't think he does anything other than that. Yeah, yeah, I know, but has he shown his face in an Ottawa game? Probably not. No, but once he buys him, he will go. Ryan like, Reynolds, for shizzle, he will like. No, nah, they're 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 gonna freaking, you know, I, I I can't remember exactly what the jersey was in his um gin and juice music video, but there's a hockey jersey. Their mascot, they're gonna make a mascot is gonna wear that jersey. They're gonna have new branding. Their their jersey is gonna have a nice pot leaf for the logo. It's it's just gonna be different shades of green. Um, players can wear triple digit numbers. They're gonna wear four four twenty you know jerseys and warm ups. It's gonna be great. Uh, sure, yeah. Go with that. They're going to drop it like it's hot, too, baby. Is that legal in Canada? I don't know. Probably not. Okay. Well, then maybe maybe they don't do that. Well, prob- probably not, but I don't know. Our Canadian listeners tell us if it is legal, because I don't know, and I'm definitely not looking it up. It's a lot of work. It's not legal here in Indy, but it is in Michigan. It is legal in Michigan. It's a freaking epidemic at this point in Michigan. Oh my God. That every time you turn left, there's just a new, a new pot store popping up. It's crazy. Nice. You're going to, you're going to get in the business. I hear they make a lot of money. Dude, they make a ton of money. If you got into the business early, um, like, so, so this kid I went to college with, he, I had him in my econ class, you know, funny enough, I ended up working out that way. Um, super cool kid. He invested heavily into different hemp stocks back in 2016 and last i knew it was in 2019 his like the, the price of his stock when he bought it had quintupled oh. and he was still holding so he has probably made so much damn money off it at this point mm. yeah probably yeah I mean, yeah dude like quintupled and, stock and the, the, is the, something the, what's that it's like quintupled stock is quite something yeah, and it's definitely gone up more because, like, it was, you know, I don't remember how much he invested, but, like, you know, he, he had some money. And, um, cause, like, he, like, worked. He, this, this kid was just, like, a 
American entrepreneur. He somehow created at, at a business school of all places, created some like, I, I don't know what even to call it, but it, it was some sort of like equipment, I guess, where he could grow like, like plants and stuff like it inside his like, like dorm, no, no light, nothing needed. Um, just had, had some soil, some nutrients, a little bit of water. And it created this like process that, just consistently like reuses the water and the and there and like feeds the nutrients and like he was just growing plants and 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 his thing and he was like trying to sell the idea and stuff it's like dude like like I, i'm so confused where the hell did that come from and then he's now just making a bunch of money off of off of hemp stocks so this, this kid's just bound to have success because he can he can just do it all i guess so maybe you should sponsor the show maybe i haven't i haven't talked to him <laughs> in you know four years but maybe i can give a call yeah, that's all right all right, finally, a little World Junior Championship, 18 and under. Uh, quick recap there. What do we got? Yeah, so we'll just kind of go over the medalists and talk about a couple of players. Um, you know, your your boys, the Americans, end up getting an, a nice overtime win against the Swedes. Um, you know, pretty entertaining game, actually. It, it was, I enjoyed the one. It was a good watch. Canada ends up getting bronze. They faced uh, Slovakia. It was a good Slovakian team. There's a ton of talent coming out of that country right now. You know, we talked about it at the U20s, and now we're talking about it at the 18s as well. They've got some really good players in the up and up, which is pretty cool. But USA comes out with a big win. Had a couple very impressive performances over the tournament. Uh, you know, primarily, I should say, highlighted by Will Smith. Nine goals, 11 assists, 20 points, seven games. That is second all-time in the tournament's, um, you know, single-season like tournament history. Only behind Nikita Kutrov, who had 21 Um and it, like the U.S. just had a hell of a journey. That whole line of Smith, Leonard, and Perot—they've been buzzing all year for the NTDP, and it's just continued even more. Will Smith has really had himself shoot up these um, draft boards. He's looking like someone that's going to end up being probably at worst a top ten pick, probably in the top like six or seven. He's he's had a strong draft season, so hats off to him. And then final point: Macklin Celebrini, right now the favorite to go first overall next season for Team Canada. He had 15 points through seven games. Uh, he's rejoining uh, Chicago Steel for their playoff run. That's where he played this last season in the USHL. Set a bunch of records there. And, you know, we'll see what he continues to do. So just quick little updates on, on, on the tournament there. Um, it was a great tournament. Anyway, they got to watch. It, it was some really good hockey played. So I got a question for you. Sure. When you look at the last couple of winners, let's go back. I don't know. 2014. Okay. You go U.S., U.S., Finland, U.S., Finland, Sweden, Canada, Sweden, U.S. Only one Canada since 2014. It was in 2021. But Canada always seems to be the favorite and one of the best teams when it comes to the U-20 tournament. So does is there just different players? I mean, you would feel that these groups are coming up at the same time, coming up together. So what is the difference? Why is Canada so much better in U20s than they are in U18? So when it comes to U18s, not every team grants their players permission to go to the tournament, and not every player want to go because you know if, if you're one of the top players at, at this tournament, you're, you're draft eligible more often than not. And if you're an elite player playing on this team, odds are your team's still going in their OHL, WHL, QMJHL playoffs, whatever it might be. So... You know, so, some some players, they don't want to leave um, in the midst of that, which I absolutely understand. Some teams don't want them to go, again, which I absolutely understand. Whereas the U-20s, that goes on during team scripts break, so a player might only miss one or two games, and you know their they're middle, middle season games are not playoff games, so it doesn't matter quite as much. Then you compare it to the U.S., yeah, they're still going to have some guys that are playing major junior um, you know, that might not be able to go, but the whole U.S. program goes. They don't play games at that point. 
Um, so they, they sent everyone there. They had a, they had one OHL guy end up going and then they had one uh, Minnesota high school kid going as well. So it's just the U S NTDP team plus a couple. And then all those European leagues, they're usually done at this point, especially the junior league. So they can sign everybody without any issues. So it's more of an availability thing than anything really. Ah, I got it. So playing for whatever team you're a part of for the next year or two is more important than your country. Okay. I get it. I get it. I see, I see where Canadians (laughs) stand. You know, that's cool. It's whatever. No, that's a, that's a nice spin move there, Mike. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, you asked, by the way, uh, most goals in this tournament by a lot. 11. The next closest, Finland and Canada tied with four. So, Yeah, th- this is a great tournament for the U.S. And like, the reason it is is because the team that goes, like they play together from really, I, I mean, even the previous season because the, the, most of the guys are from the U-17 team go on to the U-18 team as well. So they've been playing together for two years. They've, they've got that chemistry. You've got that top line, um, you know, like they had this year that they played together all season. They, you know, were starting to set records for the, for the U S program. Like they were rolling. So you've got that built in chemistry makes things way easier. And still, even with that chemistry and, you know, in, in a term like this, sometimes it doesn't matter, but the U S has found a way to, to kind of keep making it matter. Yeah, absolutely. Love to see it. And I expect there will be no Connor Bedard next year in the U 20. So hopefully this American success here can translate to the U-20s next season. Um, but I guess we'll have to wait and see for that one. That we will. That would that would be that'd be exciting, though. Absolutely. All right, hockey name of the day. We have, oh, Vyacheslav uh, Litovchenko. Litovchenko. So, you know, you can just go Vyachev or Slava. But, you know, the Slava is a short name for, for Vyachev. Um, so, Vyachev... Litovchenko. So Vyachev Litovchenko. Vyachev. What? Yeah. You know, you know, it's you don't always just pronounce every letter. Yeah, I get that. There's silent letters in the English language as well, but there's not uh, three silent letters that are all back to back. Sometimes there is. In the English know. language. Think of the word. Think of the word. Um, three. Um, Potato. Oh, true. It's good point. P o o o o t a t o, and yeah, you're yeah. pronouncing potatoes. Potato. Yeah, good good point. So, yeah. Anyway, um, our boy Slava, he plays in the KHL for Sibir um, Novosibirsk. Novosibirsk. I don't. I don't know. Easy the name is just impossible. <laughs> What's that? I said easy for you to say. Yeah, kick rocks. The team. Are one I can hardly get right, no matter how much I try. Um, the, the these Russian cities are just wild, but six games, 38 points this last season. Uh, 33 year old forward, we'll see where he ends up playing next year. He's played in the KHL basically consistently since the 11 12 season, um, where he went between the KHL and the MHL and then spent full time in the KHL since 12 13. So, I'm sure, he'll keep rolling unless he decides he wants to retire or something. But 33 is still pretty young, can definitely keep playing. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, and hopefully he gets his name right um, or, or maybe changes it or something because the three silent letters, not a huge fan of that, I'll be honest. I don't I don't think he's going to be changing anything. Well, maybe I'll contact him. I'll reach out to his his, right. his lawyer. He can reach out to mine. Yeah, you, you, know, you, you definitely do that. For sure. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase, if you would, hit him with an outro.
As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bulls Broadcast, it's at Bulls Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. Or right, I go follow WMP on Twitter, WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Make sure to go to HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all the pods network right there. Boom, click the logo. That's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, raise five stars. Send your questions, comments, concerns. We'd appreciate it. Wherever you do, don't forget to support our friends over at DraftKings and Raycon. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.